When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. The Ranger Report, yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop. Listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast brought to you by, or actually we're in the uh, Premier Health Solutions home uh, internet studio uh, right now. We are brought to you on the Fans First Sports Network by Walton's. Walton's everything but the meat. And of course, we are presented by Dallas Sports Nation for all of your Dallas sports needs. I'm Ben Dieter. You can find me at Twitter on BDeter75. CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on the Twitter. And we are back. And, you know, last week's episode that we did was named The Rangers Just Keep Scoring. I mean, I could just could name this episode exactly the same thing, CJ. Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't uh, you know? They now lead I mean, all of baseball. Yeah, and they're they're on pace to set the major league record in uh, ten, uh, games with 10 runs or more. Yeah. And they actually, and this was crazy, the, did you know that the record, the Rangers record, uh, franchise record, for most runs scored in a season was the 2008 Rangers, who obviously didn't even come close to making the play. Well, they did. They yeah, they did came close, close, but not but not. They fell they, off in September like they used to do. Well, they they started off real bad, and then picked it up uh, the rest of the year. It yeah, kind of made a made a little maybe a I'd say maybe a threat for the wild card 
small, yeah. small threat there towards the end of the year. But yeah, no. Um, so yeah, the 2008 non-playoff Rangers have the franchise record. That's how, that's how bad the, that the Rangers pitching was in the 2000s. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So anyway, let's talk about the week that was in Texas Rangers uh, baseball. So if you look back at the week that was, let's start with a big name who came back into the lineup. That would be Corey Seager has returned to the lineup since returning. CJ and I were looking this up off air. He is uh, seven for 16 with eight RBIs, two home runs and five runs scored, which comes around to a batting average of 438 since coming back off the injured list. So he, he was the best hitter on the team before he went on the injured list. And I think he might still be the best hitter on the team now, CJ. Uh, maybe. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, really a lot of uh, Zeke Duran's up there. Uh, Simeon's extremely hot. He in- extended his hitting streak. But yeah, I mean, at least, at least in the series for sure. Uh, he started off a little slow against the Braves. Yeah, 0 for 3 the first game. 0 for 3 the first game. He did have an RBI. And then uh, just a hit in the first game against Colorado. And then the last two games, I mean, the Rangers as a whole were mashing. But the charge was led by him for sure. Yeah, it sure was. He he is uh, at least, if not the best hitter on the team, he is where he was before he dropped off. He doesn't look like he lost much with that little hamstring injury that kept him out for a little while. Well, and you, if you look at it, he had a hot start to begin the season. I guess a hot restart is what you could call it. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, so. Right here, here, where we're at now, and uh, 55 at bats on the season. He's hitting 382 with an OPS of 1128 with three homers and 12 RBIs. So he's the Corey Seager this year, right now, at this point. I mean, for him to talk, to quote unquote start the season that we were hoping for, which I personally want to see more defensively. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He might at 29 years old now might be who he is defensively, which is average at best. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. Just hopefully that improves because I mean, I don't, I didn't think he was, he was very good last season defensively. No, uh, no. uh, Hopefully this season, Maybe an improvement on that. To if he can just be average and he keeps hitting like this. Well, if he keeps hitting like this, yeah. I mean, and again, he can be spotted with Zeke every once in a while, even you know when they need uh, when they need help uh, in late innings or in games that you know I don't know if he's not doing his job there, they may wind up moving him somewhere before the end of the season. Well, and they can keep and, the, they they, do, they can do what they did today. I mean, yeah, to give him some, you know, especially right now, yeah. Come, the hamstring injury, DH him, get him yeah. some time off his feet, but still get his bat in the lineup and let Zeke play short. And that's just such an awesome thing to have with with the injury to to Seager happening yeah. and, and Josh Smith getting the first go round and obviously didn't work out and Zeke just took it over and, and took yeah. off. And so that it's so good to have have Zeke to be there and be have the flexibility as well to place. Well, I remember uh, when we first got him. When we first got those guys from New York, that Zeke was the one touted to have the higher ceiling, yeah, and, and then any of the other guys. Even though Josh Smith was playing better at the time, mm-hmm. we were told that Zeke had the higher ceiling, and now yep. you're seeing it at the major league level happen right in front of our eyes. Yeah, we kind of looked at all of them, and of course, we were considerably, considerably higher on obviously Glenn Otto because he was closer to being major league ready. Yeah, and now obviously he's injured. Hopefully. Uh, we really haven't seen an, enough out of Glenn Otto to say whether he is or not. No. 
we have seen enough of Josh Smith to know he's serviceable. We have yep. seen enough Zeke Duran to say this guy might be an everyday player yep. somewhere in, in in the in the infield outfield uh, for the Rangers for 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 a while, and he might be. Uh, it, well, they said it on the. Uh, I think it was CJ Nikowski said it today on the TV, the telly box, that if it wasn't for him getting playing too many games last season, he'd be a shoe in for rookie of the year this year. Yeah. And here the Rangers have Josh Young, who is arguably the rookie of the year this year. So, so far, for sure. Yeah. I didn't so, even put him on our list to talk about, but you know, he's having a great yeah, year too so far. Yeah. Tatered to Homer today with with Seeger. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I'm gonna have to gonna have to bring up another guy though who leads the majors in home runs. And that's Adolis Garcia, dude. Yeah. That dude, you remember how we said he had to take a step forward? I think he's done it. Yeah, last year we <laughs> knew, we kind of knew, okay, this guy can this guy can be an everyday player in the outfield with the Rangers, and we're not even talking about his defense. His defense is outstanding. It he's is got an awesome. outstanding yeah. arm. He's playing right where he needs to be in right field with that cannon that he's got. Yeah. And offensively, he's everything that you would want to have except for hitting over 300, I guess you could say. He's not going to be a 300 hitter, but he's all he's learned how to be patient. Yeah. And you look at today, the whole lineup is is mashing out there, and Adolis is out there still. I think the game, the score was 11-0, and he, he battled up there at the – I mean, the game was well in hand, and he yeah. battled and battled and battled and, and took a walk. He could have gone yeah. up there and been like, hey, we're – you know we're thrashing. No, he so 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 he didn't he didn't go up there just trying to swing to to pad stats or, or anything like that. He, nope. He drew some. He drew a walk and then so he walked twice today. In fact, yeah, he did. And, and both of them were good walks. Yes, and he he hit uh, two forty nine last year. I think he's going to be around uh, around that two fifty range yeah. and two fifty to two sixty. But if he does what he keep, continues to do, which is drive in runs, hit home runs, and get on base because he's also pretty fast. Yep. That's 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 what – I mean, with his defense, excellent ball player to have in your lineup. And and uh, speaking of which, and, and it just kind of seems sneaky. I, I don't understand. And I just wanted to ask you to, in your – get your opinion. Does it – Josh Young's hitting 257 but doesn't feel like it. No. You know what I mean? It no, doesn't, it feels it like feels, he's hitting under yeah, it feels like he's sitting closer to at least the 280, 285. Yeah. But he is hitting 257. So what's what's gonna happen when he does go on a hitting streak? Yeah, what happens when he gets when he really gets it turned on? You know, is this is this kind of steady Josh Young? Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen the huge enough sample size to know whether yes or no. So uh, that's that's an exciting question to ask yourself too. Yes, is it is. This, is this a kind of your 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 steady which what to expect more of out of Josh Young offensively and defensively he's been awesome. Yeah, he has. Well, yeah. well, way out outdid my expectations. I mean, I that's what that was my main concern coming yeah. into the season just because I hadn't seen enough of him in the field really at any of the levels because of yeah. either injury or or whatever, but Josh Young, man, he yeah, playing third base and I mean, hopefully he he's an above average third baseman yeah. third defensively. And then here comes the offense. And again, small, small sample size offensively. But yep. if this is your, your, your run of the mill uh, expectations of Josh Young, then geez, when he gets yeah. hot, 
Let's he see. is hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to talk a little bit about Marcus Simeon, who I see, and we talked about this a little bit last year, but I see it even more this year. I see him as kind of, you know, as this team is getting ready to compete, he's kind of this, this, this team's Michael Young. He's I cons- think so. He's consistent. He puts in the work every day. His work ethic is amazing. His defense is good. His offense is solid. You know, he's always, he always has a good approach at the plate. So Marcus Simeon, with a full spring training under his belt, has really impressed me so far in the 2023 season. I that man, that's an awesome, awesome com- comparison because you can see it in in yesterday's game how you know the game got out of hand and Bochi started uh, bringing guys in off the bench to get them. You know, Brad Miller even got in the game. Yeah, and uh, Josh Smith was playing some short at the end of the game, and Marcus Simeon was still out there. And uh, he does not like to come out of the game no matter nope. what. He doesn't like days off. He doesn't like uh, games like this, like today. He, they did, <laughs> Bochi did sit him down. Uh, it takes an act of God. Yeah, he didn't to, look happy about it. Yeah, it takes an act of God to, to keep him out of the lineup or to pull him early yeah. in a game like today. And you, you can see it, and he, he leads by example, too. Yep. He's not a huge rah-rah guy. And I like the way you, the way you put that because you look at – you look at that type of, of player, that type of role in a player like Simeon, where you might look at, hey, our best overall player offensively is probably Corey Seager. Yeah. Well, that was the same way with with Josh Hamilton. Yep. But but Josh Hamilton really didn't never had the obviously didn't have hardly any leadership skills whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah. and and I don't know about Corey Seager's just a quiet kid. So he is. He is that for sure. But yeah, that, I, I mean, that might be a good comparison right there. But yeah, Simeon up to Michael Young is definitely something I could see comparing. He just the way he goes about his job every day, I love watching it. I love seeing yeah. him. If, if you're there in person, which I've covered a couple games, he just he's all business. You can tell once he's on the field, he is on the field to do his job and to win a baseball game. That's all he's thinking about. He's not thinking about personal stats or glory or any of that. He's just thinking about helping his team win a game. Yeah, and you can you can just tell it. I you just expect to see uh, an excellent ball player and an excellent second baseman. He's he's vying for a Gold Glove right now. Yeah, he sure is. He so sure is. All right, he, he's everything that we could have asked for, and it's so funny to look back at all the comments at this, after the start that he. Had I know, I know, I know, I know. It really is. Jeez. There's some hilarious ones for sure. And we'll you get know, to another, some more of that. Uh, he should never be on the field again. Someone yeah, once said. So. Somebody said that earlier this year. Yeah, this Don't year. Pass. So yeah. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's skip to a, another good one. You know, Martin Perez had a couple of bad starts in a row, and then uh, according to Emily Jones, when they were coming home for this homestand, he told her, "I got it. I figured it out." Talking about what was going on with his pitching. Like I know what I know what it is. I fixed it. He wouldn't tell her what it was. She said, but he got it fixed. But when he came out the other day. I would say he got it fixed. Martin Perez looked like the old Martin Perez from last season or earlier this season again. Whatever was plaguing him, I think he's figured it out. Well, he it looked it looked like maybe maybe he was getting away from what he usually does. Uh, you saw that in this start, it was a lot of you know fastball away, fast you know attack with the fastball and that changeup away, and it reminded me and it it just reminded me of when he was in the minors, and I think it was. Low A or high A, you know, long time ago. This is when the Rangers were contending for world championships. Yeah. And when he was just a young pup in the in the lower levels of the minors, and they were saying it's a young, you know, this guy looks like a young Johan Santana. And that's what fastball changeup, yep. occasional slider, occasional curve, you know, curve to say, hey, here I do throw this, you know, yeah. too. 
every now and then, but mainly fastball changeup attack. And it's so hard for, for hitters to, because it's, it's two seam fastball, two or four seam fastball, two seam changeup, the way it fades, the changeup fades. Yeah. And he can just attack the outside corners on right handed hitters with that. And he just kind of got back to doing that. And you saw him, if he got into a jam, boom, he got out of it, change up away. And then it seemed like even if the hitters knew it was coming, they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, he just looked so much better again. And I love, I love confident Martin Perez. Confident Martin Perez is, is probably, you know, a top tier pitcher for sure. And one of the best pitchers on this team out of the five. And that's saying a lot when you're looking at who they got going out there. Yeah, it is. And what's funny, and we talk about this all the time, is the earn run average. You look at it now after the other the start the other nine, he's five and one and his ERA is four oh one. We know he's better than four oh one ERA. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had these two games to where things got away from him. Yep. And, and it ballooned his ERA from under three, you know, to, to what it is now. So again, it's just it's so hard to jump at just a, a small a handful of games. And that's just two games. You know, Martin Brez is better than the four oh one ERA states. His yep. record, weird as it is, well, yeah, five aver- and one record tells exactly how good he is. Well, and they've so averaged. The, the, they the said record. on TV the other night the Rangers are averaging something like nine point three runs a game for, for Martin him. Perez. Yeah, and and again, it's that's one time I think you'll look at a win loss record and be like, okay, that's that's who he really is. Yeah, and the other way around, you know, the ERA being four hundred one, he's not yeah. that. He's not a four hundred one. No, he's not. He's not. No. All right, well, let's look at the other side of it. The bullpen has not been fantastic for the Rangers at all. The bullpen no. has been trouble. They've lost several. I mean, they should have won the Atlanta series, but the bullpen gave it up. Um, so, you know, it's it's just sort of disappointing, but it's not just the Rangers problem, it appears. No, uh, you, you. we were talking about this off the air. I saw it in a in a report in an email that I got, and you got a, you've got an article on it. The bullpen issues that the Rangers are having. It's not just with the Rangers and it's, and it's not just with bad bullpens. It's league wide kind of, it's kind of been a strange year as far as uh, bullpens go all around. Uh, you mentioned before the, before we got on the, the Rays actually have the Tampa Bay Rays best team in baseball right now. Have that actually blown more saves than anybody. Yep. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And you look at all the games that the Rangers lost in heartbreaking fashion, and you look at all these games and look at what the record is now and look at what it could be if they had not blown all those. Yeah. And then you look at the Rays the same way. Their record would be insane. It would be insane if they hadn't blown those saves. So it's, yeah, it's not, it's not just the Rangers. Uh, and you can, you, if you want to add on to that, you, you seem pretty adamant about that before we got on. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 uh, the, the rate last year around this time was 67.8% save rate in around the majors. Same same time this year, it's sixty one point four, so it's dropped you know over six per or point six percent. I'm sorry, six percent from sixty seven to sixty one percent down. The save rate is just it's lowering, and people think the average was sixty five over the last uh, ten seasons, mm-hmm. and we're at sixty one point four right now percent. So that means people think the pitch clock is really messing with closers because they really need to think about. They, well, they, they need they to like think about sit up there and have that domineering look, you know, have an attitude and. They're not. They're gonna have to find a new way to get some spunk because you got you got to get up there and throw the damn ball now. But at that point of the game, you 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 really do. I really do think they have to think about because every pitch matters. Like you know, in the middle of the third inning, it's not as important that you hit your spot perfectly 
But in the ninth, when you're up by one run, you got to hit your spot perfectly. So you got to sort of visualize it. You know, you pitched, you know how it is. You got to get it in your mind. You got to know where the ball's going. You got to figure out how you're going to get it there. And now I feel like they feel like they're being rushed and that's starting to mess with them. But like you said, they're going to have to adjust to it and figure it out. And the teams that adjust to it first are the ones you're going to see making a deep run in the postseason. Yeah. And it might be, it might have an impact throughout the season too. Yeah. It might take an entire season for your closers that, that take the most time on the mound in between pitches to adjust. Cause it's yeah. something that they've been doing for how long, you know, how, yeah. how long some of them are, are relievers in the minors for their yeah. entire career and then come up yep. as closers. And so they're used to, to being to have, used to having that leeway in that time yep. to to dilly dally around on the mound and, and yep. really go over their game plan not anymore nope. so uh, and, and some guys that have made a made a living in baseball their careers are now you know start to set up pitchers a seventh inning guys eighth inning guys and closers yeah. they've made their career out of out of it and they're being told you got to change the way you you approach it but it's been that way for for everybody including yeah. hitters and teams with fielding decisions with the shift being changed yep. and the hitters obviously can't step out as much and uh, starting pitchers with guys on first base. How many times can you throw over? You know, it's, 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 I like the changes. They're one I still hate and they please God after the season, get rid of it. That freaking zombie, zombie runner. runner. Yeah. Me and that's me and TR soul. TR Sullivan like my, cussing rant that i had on twitter about getting rid of <laughs> he i don't like it, it. i don't yeah. like it either so it's terrible but yeah i think you're on to something there that that yeah closers and, and setup guys i mean look at it uh one yeah. of our own our setup guy the guy that we think that is our best pitcher in the bullpen and that's jonathan hernandez yeah he has crumbled lately. he's struggle he's struggling yeah. bad right now yeah, and he is that you may you maybe you're onto something there. And Brock Burke struggled the other day. He, he was amazing last he year. He struggled a couple times. He yep. struggled and a couple he was times. he was unfat he he was unflappable last year. Yeah. Under it was ERA was under two, wasn't it? Yep. It was round round two, two, maybe under. He was very good. But hey, adjust to it. I mean, I love it. I love it when I was pitching. Yeah. Uh, and and fielders fielders love it. Yes. Because they're engaged better. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. I absolutely love it. Get up there. Take your, you know, get the sign, throw the pitch, yeah. go. All right, we are going to take a short break. As soon as we come back, we will look ahead to the series the Rangers have coming up next week. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. And we are back. Um, CJ, let's look ahead. We have the Pirates starting tomorrow. The Pirates are better than people thought they were going to be. Much better, much, much, much better. That's a, that's a series that I'm uh, I'm excited about, and yeah. we'll talk a little before we move on from the Pirates. We'll talk a little bit of why we're excited about it. But uh, yes, the the Pirates. It's been so long, so 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 long since the Pirates have been good. Yeah, Clint Hurdle was their manager. He came from Texas to yeah. go up there and manage, and they wound up making the playoffs for a couple of years. And then old Andrew then, McCutcheon, man, Andrew McCutcheon was a good dude. Oh yeah. And yeah, him and oh, what's his name? They traded. They ended up uh, trading Xavier and eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 went to Boston or he went to New York. New York, yeah. And outfielder had they had they tra- ended up trading an outfielder to uh, Boston as well. And I can't his name is not yeah. 
not with me right now, but, and I think he played a year with the Rangers too. I can't remember, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's been a while, but uh, they're good now. Yeah. They're 24 and 22. The Rangers are going up there into that series. We're putting Dane Dunning out there for the first game. He is four and oh with a 1.69 ERA on the season. My goodness against the LL Ortiz, who is zero and two with a 563 ERA on the season. So, you know, just by the books, the Rangers should be able to take this game, but I mean, if Dane Dunning continues doing what he's doing, it's the Rangers are going to be hard pressed to lose a game that he starts. Yeah, right now four and zero with a one six nine ERA, and that's not just a small uh, sample size and starting. That's a that's a good sample, an excellent sample size overall because pitching he was excellent out of the bullpen. He came became starter, yeah. was excellent as a starter. It looks like he has turned into more than what the Rangers hoped when they traded for him a couple of years ago. And yeah, uh, you expect that game considering the pitching matchup and then uh, the way the Rangers offense overall has been hot. And I know that and I, I forgot to mention this when the, when we were talking about the Rockies series, the Rockies came in to the game with the league high. And this is insane to me over four or I'm sorry, over seven ERA as yeah. a team. Yeah, I know. I read that and I, I thought over I read it wrong. Seven. Yeah. And so the Rangers did what they needed, what they were supposed to do. Their offense beat up on a bad pitching team. Yeah. Now I was sitting there thinking as well, okay, they play in Colorado. Some of that factors in. Yeah. However, no, that's a bad pitching staff. It is a bad and pitching staff. They were terrible against the Rangers. And I know they're trying to figure out even who to throw up there anymore. Yep, I know. So well, yeah, it's, it's bad, I mean, they brought up the guy who had a five, eight, three ERA, whatever in the minors. It was the best shot they game. had. You know? Yeah, it was the best shot they had to try to win that game, and he actually looked all right for part of that game. So yeah, and and the it's the, a, the first time for, through the order. That's the thing for for yeah. rookies when they yeah. get to the second time to the order. Man, those hitters know how to adjust. Yeah, they're and uh, especially this team. We're the guy about Colorado, we, but I mean, yeah, I was it, gonna say, yeah, but we were gonna have a guy from Colorado on to talk, but right. he wasn't able to schedule it correctly. But a even in their from, minor league, their minor league teams are all playing in in yeah. hitter friendly leagues yeah. in, in areas locations as well. So it's really hard for Rockies scouts and and Rockies management to even get a feel on how good a kid's yeah. doing. So anyways, the Rangers did what they need, what they were supposed to do. Yep. They and did. some, and some, and, and some. you expect them to go into Pittsburgh. And at least in this, in this first game with the pitching matchup, looking the way, it, looking the way it is, it, it looks like it could be a, a, one of those routes. All right, game two should be interesting. You got Nathan Navaldi, whose ERA has ballooned to two point eight three. Mm, <laughs> He's yeah. five and two against Rich Hill, who's still pitching He's in the middle. Still there, baseball. and he's four and three with a three eighty ERA. So this ought to be a pretty good game. Rich Hill, he, he's been he's he's, he's been, been around for a long time. He's forty three years old now, yeah. and he throws as hard as uh, I don't know I do, but he, <laughs> yeah, uh, but he gets it I, done, man. Yeah, but he's 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 he stayed around long enough, and that's. That's he's he's been been crafty. I mean, he's just adjusted to himself over his career more than anybody else has adjusted to him. And and with him, I worry about the off speed stuff because that's what kills the Rangers right there. And his off speed stuff is, is really off speed. Yeah, and it's so, really yeah. good. Yeah, so that's that's going to be a concern. That's going to be an interesting interesting matchup. And you want to see how Uvaldi bounces back. Yeah. From the last start, obviously it wasn't bad. But no, but it was, I mean, when you have twenty eight point two innings in a row without giving up a without run, giving up a run, you feel like it's a terrible start when you give up two runs in a game. So yeah, ask Cody Bradford. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, actually, oh, who, by did. the way, he won. Yeah, he won his game actually uh, for his Round start. Rock yesterday. Yep. So he won a start yesterday. So 
Yeah. So he luckily he's going down and, and, and doing the things that we expected yeah. him to do. But yep. yeah, I, that's going to be an interesting, in, interesting one. Cause Rich Hill, he's a, he's a really good pitcher. Yep. Uh, and when he's really on, he's really, he's really hard to hit yeah. with that off speed stuff. So yeah, and that's going to be fun. Then game three is Martin Perez versus Oviedo. Uh, Martin, of course, we mentioned earlier, five and one with a 401 ERA. And Oviedo was three and three with a 469 ERA. So again, this ought to be a good one. Um, this ought to be a good series. The Pirates are cooling off a little bit. They're not quite as hot as they started. They're 24 and 22 right now. Um, but they started really hot. Uh, they're, they're a team, though, that I could see, especially on the road, unfortunately taking two out of three. But I think the Rangers, if all goes well, the Rangers should at least take two out of three in this series. Well, you'd like to think, um, considering where the Rangers are now overall. And yeah, yeah and Perez, Martin Perez going in that one, again, he's better than that 401 ERA. I could t- yeah. easily see that game, you know, him, him lowering it. It's about three seven at least, you know. And if you look at it, uh, as far as that matchup goes with Johan Oviedo, he's a twenty five yeah. year old. He's a, he's a a young guy that the that the Pirates really really love. He had a ten strikeout game earlier in the year. Dang. Went seven innings and struck out ten. So he knows how to strike. He knows how to he knows what he's doing out there. The reason his ERA is so high is his first start of the year. He went, uh, let's see, four and two thirds and gave up six runs, or I'm sorry, gave up five runs, four of them earned. Yeah. And then in his last start, uh, he just went, <laughs> he just went two and a third and gave up seven runs. Wow. So two games, and that's, and that ballooned his ERA up to where it is. It's another one of those Martin Perez deals because in the other ones, He's been very, very, very good. I mean, he's, he's yeah. his ERA aside from that, his ERA going into that last game was a three oh three. So yeah, okay, yeah. He's he's much better than his ERA yeah. shows. That could be a good another good pitching matchup as well. All right. So as I mentioned off the top, we are now part of the Fans First Sports Network, and we are going to have a bonus podcast later this week. Yes, not we are. not a minor league one, a bonus one. Yes, the guy from Baltimore is coming on with us on Wednesday night. And we'll preview that series. So we'll have two coming out later this week. We'll have a shorter one, which will just be a series preview of the Baltimore series, which I think we're going to, we might start doing some more series previews since we have access to other podcasters from all these other teams now. So we'll start with the Baltimore one on, uh, on Wednesday. And then later we'll have uh, a guest. I'm trying to line up. uh, I'm trying to line up a guest for this coming week. So hopefully we'll have a minor league guest on the minor league edition of the show. But other than that, CJ, I think, uh, I think we're about done tonight. Well, I was about to surprise you. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, might also might 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 not don't not not uh, the ink ain't dried on this one yet. But we <laughs> might have a, a special guest during the Pirates series. Uh huh. Nice. A guy that a guy a certain guy that uh, that used to cover the Rangers. Ah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that would yes. be a great one. That, yes, he was he yes. was the Ranger Report BFF for quite some time. Yes, sir. He was Chris Halleck may be joining us. So. That would be fun. That would be a fun conversation. Yes, yes we will. We're going to see if that works out uh, for this week. If not, then then we'll we'll catch up with Halleck for sure. Certainly yep. one of our favorites to have on oh, yeah. the podcast. So oh, yeah. we're so going to see about a, that. So we might have four. <laughs> we might have four podcasts this week. Well, hey. we might we might we might forego the minor league one if that if I can't get the guest I'm looking for and then skip one until next week because you know we I'm don't want to kill everybody. Yeah, I'm trying to get a, a guest as well on yeah. Saturday for the minors. So. Yeah. 
we might we, this week is going to be we're we're, we're going to do our best. Uh, let us know. We, you we, guys we, seem to be enjoying the split yeah. with the major and minor. You guys seem to be liking it. So you know, let us know in the comments on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Let us know if you like it. I'm enjoying it because it gives us more time to cover each organization, the top and then the minors by splitting it. So I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's 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 really fun to dig into the minor. And you and I, we since we started doing this, we've made we've been pretty adamant that we we love covering the minors. Absolutely oh, yeah. love it. Oh yeah, and that even though those seasons sucked. Whenever the Rangers decided, okay, let's get rid of Rugi, let's get rid of yeah. Elvis, let's get rid of everybody and restart from the get go. You and I were pretty excited about that because we love all the, the people that came back. Yep. Yes. yep. Yes. So the development part and seeing young guys and, and watching them in the minors and we love doing it. And this is actually just a decision to go ahead and it sounds like more work doing an extra podcast every week and, and focusing on the minors, but it's really not. No, it's, it's allowing really not. us to do what we really like to do. And that's, and that's, get into the minor leagues yeah. and we've kind of split it up ben's ben's hitting the round rock and in frisco a little bit heavier because he's closer and he goes to those games yep. and he uh he went to media day in round rock or in frisco the frisco, past two yeah. years and me i like that i like the young 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 guys so i'm taking the a ballers so it's yep. been really fun and i gotta brag one more time before we let everybody go all right leody Tavares, baby oh yeah leody Looks like the center fielder we all thought he was going to be. Uh, Jeff Wilson has a nice piece on that. He put it out this morning. Uh, if you follow those guys, Which Jeff you Wilson, should. yeah, you should. Uh, Jeff Wilson had an excellent piece about Laoti this morning, and man, I'm telling y'all, he's he need this. I think this is just a start too. I don't, I don't think he's reached his his peak. So let's see if I can do you, it from their podcast. Five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for a year. Yeah, and you can subscribe to Jeff's website, RangersToday.com. So. <laughs> You can go to the rangerreport.com too, but that doesn't cost anything. That's free. So yeah, we're because we we are not uh, we're not greedy like not well no no I agree. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I just know kidding. you. Are. I was just gonna say that's not my that's not my profession. It is his. So it is their prof- yeah. That's and, that's know, how Jeff makes his bread and butter. That's how Jeff makes his living. So we like to push it when we can. CJ and I make our living other ways, like we talk about. But uh, love doing this again. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you maybe several more times this week. Yeah. Well. Uh. Till next time. Catch you on the flip side after the deuce. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.